Welcome to the In God She Trust podcast with your host, Kitra Cooper. I'm back. I was I took a little hiatus for a little while, a uh, couple weeks, and I'm going to take another one. <laughs> Y'all, life has been crazy. So, um, you know, I moved, and then my bestie got married. Um, I kind of reminded me of um, Princess Bride, Mawage. <laughs> she got Mawweed. Um, or like 16 candles married. She go to the church to get married. Anyways. So hi, I'm back. And, um, yeah, it's going to be lots of fun. Um, I'm going to be, you know, talking on this episode. And then my hope is before I leave for my vacation to get Romans seven back up and running because I've, like not done anything with Romans and I need to, and I haven't. Um, so, you know, here we are. And this is like one of those episodes where like, I don't even know where we're going. I just prayed and we're just going to, to talk, um, and just kind (laughs) of, we're just going to kind of see what comes out to be completely honest. So, you know, you're, you're, your guess is as good as mine and what's going to come flying out. But yeah, so I am in a couple of days, I am headed to Greece for about 18 days. So not quite three weeks. Um, and y'all, I am sto- so stoked. This has been a trip that has been my dream trip since I was like 17. So this has been like 12 years of like dreaming about this place. My family and I started planning this trip about four years ago and then COVID hit and we all know what happened there. And so then we restarted, you know, planning about a year and a half ago of some sort. I was originally supposed to be going to Israel. I was actually supposed to leave like today for Israel, but my Israel trip got canceled, which is honestly probably a good thing because there are some weird things happening over in Israel right now and (laughs) no one wants that. So, um, you know, bombings and stuff like that. So just, you know, continue to keep Israel in prayer, but, um, you know, the Lord is good and he's like, Hey, you're just, you're going to go to Greece instead. And I'm like, okay, cool. Sign me up (laughs) and twist my arm. Why don't you? Um, so I'm super, super stoked and I'm going to be visiting like a bunch of different islands. I'm going to be visiting Patmos, which is the island where John, um, was banished to and where he actually wrote the book of revelation. We're going to be taking a tour where Paul took, Um, We're going to be visiting the monasteries where um, a lot of the first Christian monasteries were built in Greece. Um, So I'm going to be doing like a lot of cool things and seeing a lot of beautiful things. So I'm going to try to like release a couple episodes while I'm gone um, and, you know, still show you guys that I'm still (laughs) releasing episodes. I'm just very tired. Um, I've had a lot going on. I have had something every single weekend for the past two weeks, you know, as far as work and stuff goes. So, um, yeah, I am in desperate need of a vacation and I'm sure some of you are like, girl, I feel you. I totally get that. So anyways, but I just feel, um, on my heart right now and just in my spirit that the Lord wants me to talk to my young teens. 
um, kind of like a dear, dear teen me, um, kind of thing. And, um, there's so much going on in the world right now. And I just really feel, um, I just really feel like teenagers are kind of getting the poop end of the stick right now. Um, or just kids in general. I really honestly feel like the devil is just coming so hard after the children. Um, we're, we're just seeing that very evident with what we just see going on in the news and stuff that is being pushed and the propaganda that's being pushed and the agendas that are being pushed. And a lot of it just feels like it's aimed at kids. Um, and you know, the teenagers that are growing up now are like not the same teenagers that I was when I was a kid. I think I said this like a while ago. I was like, but 13 year olds now are like so not like how I was when I was 13. When I was 13, I was like, honestly, I was over plucking my eyebrows because I am a I am a victim of the 90s where we decided to have those ridiculously pencil thin eyebrows. Why did we ever do that? Um, you know, so I was trying to get my eyebrows as pencil thin as possible. I was trying to get my, my teeth straight because I had some real nasty crooked teeth. I mean, looked podunky to be completely honest. Um, but it's just not the same thing. You know, there's TikTok and there's social media and like the peer pressure is way worse and the um it feels like kids are are suffering more with substance abuse and depression and eating disorders and anxiety and just mental health and um you know poverty stress drug addiction cyberbullying you know academic problem you guys are the kids are going through a lot right now okay and so I just feel like the Lord wants me to just speak to the teenagers or the up-and-coming teens you know like 12 to like 19 year olds y'all I feel for you like I really do I have empathy for you and you're growing up in a world that is crazy you're growing up in a world that is dark. You are growing up in a world that is not structured on anything sound. And, you, you know, what's also hard is when you're a teen and when you're young is you're trying to just figure out who you are. Your body's going through a lot of changes. Your hormones are changing, all of this stuff. And it's got to be, I mean, I remember just being so confused and just trying to fit in and just trying to figure out like why am I so emotional right now why is why do I feel like I'm crazy why do I feel like this is happening and then you're trying to figure out friends and all of this stuff um but I really just want to speak to your worth and your value and I know a lot of times it just seems like because you're young you're pushed off to the side you know, oh, they're young and stupid. They're young and dumb. They don't know what they're doing. They don't know what they're talking about. And and sometimes it probably feels like you're discredited because of your age. And um, especially because of the generation that you are. I don't even know what this generation is. Is it X? No, that's not. It's generation Gen Z. I don't know what, what's after Gen Z, but you, you guys, you guys know. Um, 
but I just really want to speak to your worth. And there's actually like a lot of Bible for, um, young kids that show that like, (laughs) that to not discredit young children. And just so you're aware, you are just as valuable in God's eyes as any adult. You know, it says in Psalm, I believe it's 113, 114. I'll have to look it up, but it says that you were knit together by God's hands in your mother's womb and that he formed you and that you are fearfully and wonderfully made and you are made by the hands of God. Every single person is. And scripture also says that God shows um, no respect extra towards one person. He does not show favoritism. And so when God views you, he sees the worth and value in you the same way he views the worth and value in your parents. And he also sees the same worth in you that he saw in Peter, that he saw in Abraham, that he saw in Mary, that he saw in Elizabeth, that he saw in Solomon, that he saw in all of these people. And sometimes it's kind of overwhelming when you read the characters of the Bible Um, you know, we kind of like paint them as these heroes and they absolutely are. They're heroes of the faith. But sometimes I feel like we can idolize the characters in the Bible more than we should. I mean, of course we need to give credit where credit is due. They did amazing things. They stood on faith. They did incredible things. But you know, we are still writing the book of Acts. The book of Acts did not end when the book of Acts is ended, right? We are still living out the book of Acts right now. And you, my dear teenagers, are continuing to write the book of Acts. You are going to be doing the work after your grandparents, after your parents. You will be paving the way for your children and their children's children and future generations. And so don't discredit yourself also because of how old you are. Um, you have significant value and you have a call of God on your life. Every single person has a call of God on their life, you know, and it says in Psalms 127, it says children are a heritage from the Lord offspring, a reward from him. And so you guys matter. And I really want to lay that groundwork. And like, of course, you're going to grow in wisdom. You're going to grow in knowledge and you're going to make mistakes. Okay. You're going to mess up. I just want someone to get that in their head right now. You are going to mess up. So if you are one of those types where if you mess up, you legit like beat yourself up over it. I need you to take a deep breath and realize that everyone has made mistakes. There is not a single person listening to this podcast that is perfect. There is not a single person who has walked this earth other than Christ who has remained perfect. Christ is the only one who has remained perfect, which is why we are supposed to follow in his footsteps. It says in Psalm 8 two, 
through the praise of children and infants, you have established a stronghold against your enemies to silence the foe and the avenger. So through your praise, you establish a strong, God establishes a stronghold against his enemies. Your praises to God is literally God working through you to silence the devil. So do not be afraid to dive into your Bible to get to know the word of God. Actually, don't be afraid. Do it. Right? If that, if that is one huge thing that I could go back and change about my teenage years or my childhood is I would have dove into the word of God way more and I would have taken it way more seriously. And I know, I know with friends and peer pressure, it's not cool to read your Bible. It's not cool to be a follower of Jesus as far as the world goes. But if I were to give you any piece of advice, if I were to tell you to do one thing, and if there's only one thing you will get out of this podcast, is diving into the word of God will save your life. It will save you spiritually. It could save you physically. It will save you emotionally. It will save you mentally. And it will propel you into your purpose and into your calling. Because the more you read the word of God, because the word of God is God's words. It is his words. And so the more you dive into that, you're going to see his character. You're going to know how to hear his voice and you're going to know how he is calling you to move forward. It will save your life, not just salvation wise, but it will save you from a lot of hurt. It will save you from a lot of pain. It will save you from going down the wrong road. If you follow in Christ's footsteps and you follow what his word says, it will save you and it will give you abundant life, abundant life. And so really dive into that. And I know, um, you know, you're like, oh, you're just like, you know, a 29 year old, you know, what do you know? You don't remember. I remember being a teenager. I fell for the peer pressure. I fell for, you know, getting into the alcohol, getting into the weed, getting into sex, getting into all of that, getting into things that I was peer pressured into doing because I wanted to fit in. But you, my dear child, teenager, young adult, whatever your how what however you identify as far as like your age goes with that, you were never born to fit in. You were never born to fit in. I'm saying it again. You were never born to fit into this world. And there's scripture for that. That we are not supposed to conform to this world. 
Romans 12, 2 says, do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind that by testing you may discern what is the will of God and what is good and acceptable and perfect. You need to, so obviously really like right in there, do not be conformed to this world. Don't fall for the traps. Don't try to fit in. Don't try to do the crap that this world is doing. Don't fall for the trends. I mean, we're supposed to be in the world, but not of it. So yeah, like follow fashion trends, all of that stuff, but don't fall into the character of this world where we idolize celebrities, where we idolize drugs, where we idolize sin, where we idolize all of these things that are going to lead you into darkness and death. But the the thing I really want to hit on is it says, be transformed by the renewal of your minds. I cannot tell you how many times I have to tell my dancers, do not think that about yourself. It is very easy to fall into this idea of like false humility, where if someone gives you a compliment or someone tells you you're beautiful or smart or whatever, and you go, oh no, I'm actually really stupid or no, I'm dumb or, you know, or you just like say certain things like that, or you think and you meditate on certain things like that. That is not how God wants you to think of yourself because he thinks of you way higher than you could ever imagine. It says in Psalms that he thinks so many good thoughts about you that it outnumbers the grains of sand in the world. Okay. So you need to be transformed by the renewing of your minds. Don't think negative thoughts about yourself. Don't Go looking for the negative. Transform your mind. How do you transform your mind? You hold it captive. You take those negative thoughts, be like, why did I think that about myself? Or why did I think that? What does scripture have to say about it? Because the devil will get you by, by, by clouding your mind first. Because you have to remember If you are a Christian and you have accepted Christ as your Savior and as your Lord, which means you follow and obey him, that the devil cannot touch your spirit. You are in charge of your soul, which is your mind, your will, and your emotions. So if the devil can attack your soul, which is your mind, your will, and emotions, he will first plant that seed in your brain. He will plant it as a small, little, tiny negative thought. He will plant it in your brain. And the more you water that negative thought or that bad thought or that confusing thought, the more it will grow and the more it will consume your brain. Take like, for example, a a weed, a very, very small weed, right? It gets a little bit. Of a, of a sprout going, say it rains, and then, all and you know, like, oh, it's just one small weed. It doesn't matter. And then, you know, the winds pick up, and then it takes that seed, and it kind of sprays it everywhere. And then you, it kind of rains some more, and you just like, well, I should probably do something about those weeds out there, but I don't really have time. And, like, the more that you just kind of keep putting it off or keep stewing on it, like, oh, darn, look at all of those weeds. All of a sudden, you have a field that has completely overtaken 
is completely overtaken by weeds. And that is exactly how the devil gets people is he plants a small thought in their head then they stew on it and stew on it and they water it and water it and water it and then all of a sudden their entire mind is consumed with crap and so that is why scripture says be transformed by the renewing of your mind renew it means to be made new how are we made new in jesus Renew. You transform yourself by renewing your mind in Christ Jesus because it says that his thoughts are higher than our thoughts. His ways are higher than our ways. And so in order to know how to keep those thoughts captive and to grab those thoughts and to renew them, we need to know what his thoughts are by getting in the word go to Bible study, going to church, right? But there comes challenges with not being of this world. You will not be liked or loved for following Christ. I'm just letting you know right now. But let me tell you, let me tell you something as, as a, I like to call myself a recovering people pleaser. Um, I can tell you that I spent so many years fighting for and longing for the validation of others, the approval of others, the love of others fitting into this world. Trying to be accepted. But in searching for that constant validation, I was constantly let down. Because the world is ever-changing. Look at, for example, look at the cancel culture we have today. Everybody is trying to cancel everyone. One wrong thing and you're done. This world is fickle. The people of this world are fickle. They're evil. They're manipulative. And so trying to seek out love and validation from people walking around in the dark is only going to cause you to walk blind with them. You trying to seek validation from people walking in the dark, which means these are people who are not followers of Christ, the world, you know, it will cause you to walk around blind in the dark with them. And then eventually that darkness gets inside of you. Jesus is the only medication for the darkness. He is the light of the world. So don't seek out love and validation from this world because they will turn their backs on you in an instant. 
faster than anything you could imagine. But the one thing, the one person that will always be constant is God. There is a reason why he is called the rock of ages. Because the rock never moves. There is also a reason why Christ is called the cornerstone, our foundation. Because it never moves. He never changes. The things of this world are constantly changing. Constantly changing. You can't keep up. So if you're constantly seeking validation from things that are changing, you're never going to be good enough because it's going to change the second you become good enough. Go with me to Matthew seven twenty four, please. I really this this verse came to mind um, that the Holy Spirit brought to mind. Matthew seven verses starting in verse twenty four, and these are words in red, which means Christ Himself spoke them. Okay, so it says the two foundations. Therefore. Everyone who hears these words of mine, these are Christ's, and acts on them will be like a wise man who built his house on the rock. The rain fell, the rivers rose, and the winds blew and pounded that house. Yet it didn't collapse because its foundation was on the rock. But everyone who hears these words of mine and doesn't act on them will be like the foolish man who built his house on the sand. The rain fell. The rivers rose, the winds blew, and pounded that house, and it collapsed. It collapsed with a great crash. Jesus spoke a lot in parables and metaphors, and so obviously this is a metaphor for choosing the world versus choosing the Lord. And the Lord is the rock. It says, the rain fell the rivers rose and the winds blew and pounded that house, yet it didn't collapse because its foundation was on the rock. I want to point something out here. The, the rain will still come. The, the rivers will still rise. The winds will still blow and your house will still be pounded. You will still struggle. In this life, you will still have struggles. You will still have hardships. You will still have heartbreaks. You will still have bad things happen because we live in a broken world. But if you build your foundation upon the rock of ages, God, Jesus, your house will stand and it will not collapse. But if you choose to go with the world, the rains still come. The rivers still rise. The winds will still blow. It will still pound your house. But your house will collapse with a great crash. And it says a great crash. It's not just, oh, it just kind of sort of collapses. It means a great crash, which means total obliviation. And I'm not trying to scare you at all. I am trying to warn you this is what happens when you choose the world. Right, and I am speaking this out of a heart of of wishing I would have done it differently, 
because I started making small choices when I was a teen that have later affected me greatly into my 20s. Now, because the Lord is absolutely graceful, merciful, and faithful, he redeemed and renewed me to be as white as snow. I was once crimson red, but he washed me white as snow. I followed the world. And when I tell you that because I did build my house on the sand, the wind still came, the wind still blew, and I did come crashing down, and I crashed hard. But then luckily, I, built, I rebuilt my house upon the rock. The winds have still come, the, wind, the rain is still blown or I think I got that backwards, but whatever. But I do not collapse because I know that I am strong and secure in the Lord. That is going to be your strength for the rest of your life is the Lord. I'm just trying to let that sink in. <laughs> now, like I said, you, e- even when you are, even when you are young, you still have a purpose and a calling with God. In in First Samuel, in the Bible, we meet a young woman named Hannah. And she is barren, which means she cannot have children. And she just pleads and pleads and pleads and pleads to the Lord for a child for years. Years. Um... And finally, the Lord gives her a child. And um, she, of course, praises God so much for her child. Um, and with her child, she, she said to the Lord that she will give the Lord back this child that he gave her. And... Um, and so she did. Um, I believe he was like four years old. Um, it says that she, when she finally weaned him off of breastfeeding, he was around four years old, and she took him to um, she took him to the temple, and she gave him to the temple in order to serve the Lord. Um, and she, she named her child Samuel. And she literally said, I requested him from the Lord. And um, so then she, she hands Samuel over to work and he, he is a child um, 
you know, very, very young and he is working under, um, I believe it's like the chief priest and his name is Eli. And, um, there's a lot of things I can get into with Eli, but he had some really wicked sons that did really wicked things in the temple and Eli knew about it and did nothing. But Samuel was under his ruling kind of, um, and it says in verse 18 in 1 Samuel 2, it says, Samuel served in the Lord's presence. This mere boy was dressed in a linen ephod. Each year his mother made him a little robe and took it to him when she went with her husband to offer the annual sacrifice. Um, and then it just continues to go on, and it says that Samuel actually slept in the room where the Ark of the Covenant, and the Ark of the Covenant is where God's presence literally dwelt and lived in Old Testament times. Um, it's not like we have him now where he literally lives on the inside of us. He was like in this Ark. And so Samuel was a boy, a young boy, and he was literally sleeping in the same room um, as the Ark of the Covenant. And so now in First Samuel 3, um, it says that the, the word of the Lord was rare and prophetic visions were not widespread. So the Lord ha- was not speaking that much. Um, and Samuel was lying down in the temple where the ark was and the Lord called Samuel. Um, once again, Samuel's like what, I don't know, maybe eight, nine years old at this point. He's very, very young. And he, the Samuel hears his voice or his, his name and he goes, here I am. So he, but he runs to Eli, he runs to the priest and he says, here I am. You called me. And Eli's like, I didn't call you, bro. Um, go, go back to sleep. So he went back to lay down again. Once again, Samuel's name was called. So Samuel runs back to Eli and I was like, hey, you called me. And he's still like, I really didn't. You must be tripping. Go lie down. Um, and it, this was because Samuel did not yet know the Lord. Because once again, the word of the Lord had not been revealed to him. Which is kind of crazy to me that he literally was serving under Eli in the presence of the Lord and was never taught, the, you know, um, the Lord's the Lord's words. But anyways, and then a, a third time, Samuel heard his name and he got up and he went to Eli and he's like, hello, here I am. You called me. And then Eli was like, oh, Eli understood that he was hearing the Lord's voice. And so he told him, hey, go back, go back and lie down. Um, The Lord is calling you. And if he calls you again, say, speak, Lord, your servant is listening. So Samuel did exactly what he was told. And then the Lord, but it says the Lord came and stood there. And called as before Samuel. Um, and then Samuel responded, speak for your servant is listening. And then in verse 11, it says, the Lord said to Samuel, I am about to do something in Israel that will cause everyone who hears about it to shudder. On that day, I will carry out against Eli everything I said about his family from beginning to end. I told him that I'm going to judge his family forever because of the iniquity, the sin, he knows about his sons are cursing God and he has not stopped them. Therefore I have sworn to Eli's family. The iniquity of Eli's family will never be wiped out either by sacrifice or by offering. Samuel laid down until morning and he opened the doors of the Lord's house. He was afraid to tell Eli the vision, but Eli called him and said, Samuel. So 
long story short, um, he tells Eli what's going on. And um, it ends up coming true. The the Lord's the Lord's you know um, words always come true. And then Samuel turns out to be one of the biggest prophets in his time. And remember, he was called when he was a boy. He was very very young. He had not known the Lord's voice. So if the Lord can call in a young eight year old boy named Samuel, He can call a twelve to nineteen year old kid to do His will. You are not thrown aside because of how young you are. And that's one thing the devil will try to do. He's like, oh, you're, he'll just tell you, oh, you're too young. You're too young. You don't have enough experience. You don't know enough. You're too young. 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 And then one day, oh, you're too old. You are never too young or too old in order to fulfill the call and the will of God for your life. Never. And then um, we're going to flip to Luke 2, verses 41. Go there with me. Look it up on your phone, on your, on your Bible, like your actual Bible. Um, you know, whatever. Um, or if you're driving or listening or you can't, just listen. But in Luke 2, going down to verse 41, um, this is when... Um, this is Christ when he was a young boy. He's around the age of 12, um, or he is 12, and he's with his parents at this time, okay? So he's very, very young. In verse 41, it says, Every year his parents traveled to Jerusalem for the Passover festival. When he was 12 years old, they went up according to the custom of the festival. After those days were over, as they were returning, the boy Jesus stayed behind in Jerusalem, but his parents did not know it. Assuming he was traveling with the party, they went a day's journey. They began looking for him among their relatives and friends. When they did not find him, they returned to Jerusalem to search for him. After three days, they found him in the temple, sitting among the teachers, listening to them and asking them questions. And all those who heard him were astounded at his understanding and his answers. Once again, a 12-year-old astounded some of the the world's greatest thinkers and religious leaders at this time because of, of how young he was and how knowledgeable he was. But if they would have just thrown him out because of his age, they would not have heard the actual voice of God at that point. They would have not. I mean, I'm, I bet you Christ schooled them and just astonished them. So you cannot even discredit yourself because of your age. Get in your word. Figure out who Christ is. Get to know him. And he will show you the purpose and the calling that he has on your life. Everyone has a called. Matthew um, 22, 14 says, For many are called, but few are chosen. Everyone is called into the kingdom of God. 
but only few will choose it. Many are called to do the will of the Lord, but, but few will choose it. And that is my biggest encouragement to you today. He has called you, so choose to accept his calling. And really, the more you study God's word, so if you have depression or or anxiety or confusion, that is not of God. That is not from God. That is from possible illness, but the devil is the curator of all confusion and all lies. God does not bring us a spirit of fear. He gives you peace and clarity. So wherever in your life it is, is, does not have clarity, that is not of the Lord. She's like, okay, Kitri, how do I get clarity? How do I get peace? By getting in your word. By getting in the word of God. When I started living for Christ again, I started getting in my word way more than I had ever in my entire life. I mean, I was getting in the word of God every single day, which was a big thing for me. And it took time. But over time, I started realizing who I was because I've, I have a history of depression. I have a history of anxiety. I have a history of suicidal thoughts. I have a history of a lot of things. And sometimes I still struggle with them, but they are so less frequent because I know who my God is. And I know who I am in him. I am fearfully and wonderfully made. I am precious in his sight. He thinks good thoughts about me that outweigh or outnumber the grains of sand on this earth. I am so stinking valuable that before I was even born, thousands of years before I was even born, he saw me. And died for me. And so when I started seeing how he sees me, I started believing him. And you know what happened when I started believing him on who he saw me as? I became confident. My anxiety dropped. My depression dropped my clarity and my peace just skyrocketed. I still have, you know, times where I'm facing struggles, but I know I can get through them because I have God. You're wondering, when is the depression going to end? When is the anxiety going to end? Who am I? I'm just a young kid. I don't know anything. I can't do anything. Um... I'm, I'm confused about this. I don't understand that. I'm trying to figure out this. 
this person really hurt me. This is going on. I don't know where to start. I can tell you where to start, and that is in Scripture. You are loved. And God will never change on you. He will He will always see you through. With him, you will never be disappointed in the long run. There may be times where he changes up some plans of your life and you will be disappointed. But ultimately with him, you will see that the more you walk with him, the more he is leading you into a better, more abundant life with more joy and peace. And that is something that the world will never, ever be able to give you. No matter how shiny it looks, no matter how pretty it looks, no matter how sweet it sounds or how sweet it tastes, the world looks sweet, might even taste sweet for a second, but it is poison. It is poison. The word of God is everlasting and never failing because God is everlasting and never failing. So don't put your validation towards people. Don't seek for validation in your accomplishments. Don't don't seek validation in your 4.0. Like still, yes, strive to be, to, you know, work hard. I'm not telling you to not work hard. Do not get that from me. If you come in like, you know, like, hey, I listen to Kitri's podcast and she says that grades don't matter. You're wrong. Right. But like, I know some kids that if they don't get a 4.0, their world collides and crashes because they weren't perfect. Yes, we want to do, we want to steward well over things and we want to work hard because it says we are supposed to work hard for the Lord always. But, um, if you are constantly trying to seek your worth in anything other than God, you will always be disappointed and let down. And these are the things that I learned the hard way. And so I'm just like, Lord, my prayer is that if just one kid, just one teenager can be saved years of heartbreak and hurt because of this episode or this podcast or some of this advice because I'm telling you of the mistakes I made. It's worth it. I, I will be happy. Even if, if, even if it just saves one young kid or teen. I, I always say kid because y'all are kids to me. I'm sorry. But if I can just save, if it could just save one kid, it, it, all of my mistakes would be worth it. And all of my mistakes have been worth it. Honestly, if I think about it, I know that I went through everything I went through. So I can be sitting here today telling you what is the easier road. I took the hard road so you don't have to. I took the low road and it took me to low places. That was not me. That was the Holy Spirit. 
I did. I took the low road, so it took me to low places. And the low road will take you to low places too. And obviously the low road is the world. The high road is Christ because he takes us higher. And he will take you to high places if you take the high road. So, I think that's it. I think that's what the Lord wanted me to talk about. That That's my spiel. That is my spiel. So, um, for... I mean, if you're even if you're an adult and you're listening to this, just because you know this was kind of like aimed at teens, still take the information, bro. Still, still, um, you know, take if if this spoke to you, yeah. But if you have like a a teenage daughter or a niece or you know a cousin or whatnot, send this to them, encourage them with this podcast, and if you guys could, um, you know, give me a five-star review or share it with somebody that that way um if you're encouraged by it share it to somebody or rate it or whatever that way um you know it can kind of help grow um the the word of god getting out into the world right that's ultimately my goal and that is something that i definitely am trying to do and be obedient of so anywho um yeah, so, and if you ever so want to donate to this ministry in order to kind of help keep this going a little bit, you are more than welcome to. I have a cash app. It's called In God She Trust Ministries. And um, if you feel so inclined to donate, absolutely. If not, that's fine. Um, I am praying for you guys always. And I just pray that the Lord has his hand upon you and just kind of continues to lead you in clarity and peace and wisdom in him. So, um I will be seeing you guys possibly, I'm not making promises, but possibly on an an episode of Romans 7. And um, after that, I will be taking a couple weeks off to just dive into the word of the Lord and just have my own time with him. So um, I'm not sure exactly when I will be back, but it might be some sporadic episodes here or there. But just continue to be in the word of God and pray and constantly seek after him because... It's always going to be worth it. That's that's what I have to say about that. So, all right, y'all. Have a good one. Bye.